Y Group invites all AEC industry leaders to the 2024 AEC Small Business and Entrepreneurship Forum, the premier event for small firms in the AEC sector. Experience innovative strategies and insights on May 21st, crafted by Zweig Group's industry experts. Engage in keynotes and interactive sessions focused on recruitment, retention, and business growth. Join Zweig Group for this unique networking opportunity and take your business to new heights. Secure your spot today and be part of the AEC industry's future. Visit ZweigGroup.com for more information. The Zweig Group team looks forward to welcoming you. Welcome to the Zweig Letter Podcasts. Putting architectural, engineering, planning, and environmental consulting guru Mark Zweig and his team of experts straight talk in your ear. Mark has more than 30 years of experience helping AEP and environmental firms thrive. And these podcasts deliver his invaluable management, industry, client, and HR advice directly to you, free of charge. The Zweig Letter and the Zweig Letter Podcasts let you develop professionally wherever you are. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Zweig Letter Podcast. Our goal is to bring you some of the best and brightest minds that the AEC industry has to offer. Today, I am pleased to welcome our own Bob Drake to the show. Bob is the editor-in-chief of Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine, a magazine dedicated to celebrating the designers of the world around us. Bob, it's great to have you join us on this Wide Letter interview series. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about the magazine and how long you've been a part of the publication? Okay. Well, thank you for having me here today. Um, magazine was uh, started in April of 2014, and it's a combination of two former magazines, CE News and Structural Engineer. And um, those had been longstanding magazines. And... Um, decision was made. Actually, it, it's going back to its early history. Uh, the two magazines, CE News and Structural Engineer, were originally uh, a single publication. And um, so they were split out for a while, and now they're back into one magazine again. We're uh, in the midst of our fourth year of publication. Okay. And now you, you've been in, involved in some way, shape, or form with the magazines for how long? Well, I started on CE News in uh, about 2004. Wow, okay. And also did some work with the structural engineer, uh, more uh, managing editor type position. Okay. And um, so it was really just uh, continuous since then. Okay, all right, great. And obviously you've seen a lot of changes over the years, I could imagine. Uh, yeah, I mean, both in the industry and also in the publishing world. Right. Uh, I started publishing in the 80s. And we just barely were using computers then. Right. But, um, um, and now, you know, we're making quite a strong move toward digital. And um, yeah, that's where we're headed. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly right. And we're going to talk a little bit about that whole digital footprint that the magazine now has. And it's something that okay. we're trying to encourage people to take part of. But um, so, so, so tell me this. I know uh, most recently there was a, uh, an issue, and I'm going to just, because for those that are watching the video, I'm, I'm going to show this, this cover for this uh, Civil and Structural um, Engineer magazine. And this uh, was kind of cool, and it really caught my eye because of the roller coaster. And I'm a big 
roller coaster fan. And uh, I, I, the articles about Mazer Consulting and some of the work that they're doing, and I thought it was really cool. But how, how do you choose what or who will be the cover story for each issue? Well, it's a combination of things. I mean, obviously, we, we'd prefer to hope to get a significant and timely story on the cover to grab people's attention. Mm-hmm. But it also comes down to getting the best image. Uh, you want something that's going to be visually attractive, uh, preferably maybe show some action, uh, great color and composition, and um, but it also has to fit a, mag- fit a magazine cover, uh, okay. the vert- vertical orientation. Uh, we have to have an image there. The resolution is large enough for a large print, mm-hmm. a high-quality print. And uh, things such as where is the logo going to go? We don't want to cover up people's heads with our logo. Um, where is the cover copy going to go? So it has to be a uh, somewhat simple image. It can't be too uh, busy in the background or uh, it just detracts from the whole thing. Yeah. So um, in June, we just you know happened to get this great uh, cover photo. It went well with the beginning of summer, uh, the Jersey Shore coming back and right. all the work that engineers have done to – uh, build something stronger that will hopefully uh, last through the next uh, hurricane that hits the area. Yeah, let's let's hope it doesn't <laughs> hit anytime soon. But right. no, yeah, I, I mean, when I first saw it, I mean, I saw the magazine from across the room, and, and the the green of the roller coaster really caught my eye. And you guys have actually lately you've had a couple of really cool covers and and of course i know the individual that does a lot of the work behind the scenes to put these together and and Mm -hmm. so you know some some of these these covers are almost artwork in in and of themselves and i know that even here in the office we're starting to um uh take these pictures and put them up on the wall because they actually look really cool so uh yeah so i think that's that's really nice to uh that's nice to know um what uh so why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the things that you do to stay current and knowledgeable in the AEC industry? So, so prior to 2004, were you involved in the AEC industry at that time or were you writing in a different space? Um, I would say an allied industry um, since the 80s. I, my background is in geology. Okay. Okay. In, uh, geotechnology yep. and environmental geology. Okay. And uh, in the mid '80s, I started working on a magazine for the uh, construction materials industries. Okay. Yep. For yep. Uh, crushed stone, sand and gravel, concrete, asphalt. So that's okay. where I really I was in that space for uh, many years. And um, although it's allied, it's not it's not engineering. It's a little bit not quite as technical. Right. But um, you know, my background and the background in, in the construction uh, arena, I think, really helped and. Uh, coming into the engineering side of it. Okay. So so what do you do now uh, to stay current and knowledgeable in the AEC industry? Because it seems like, I mean, my this is my second um, round, if you will, uh, working in the AEC space. And I originally was an owner at Zweig back in the 90s and in 2000s before our acquisition. And I remember what things were like even then. And it doesn't seem like so long ago, but there have been so many changes and now since I've been back since 2014, it just seems like every time I look up, there's a, there's another change. And, and I, I mean, how do you as as a journalist, as a writer, uh, as an editor, how do you how do you stay abreast of all the change that's taking place in the industry? I think read, read, read every day. Um, <laughs> right. uh, Leaders are readers. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, the Internet is a great tool for journalists. Yeah. Um, between knowing what the engineering firms are doing, 
uh, government agencies, uh, just keeping a kind of a broad view on construction in general. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the luxuries I have as an editor is that I get to sort of take a broad view of things. You know, a lot of our readers are very intense into their projects and their uh, world, which they have to be right. to get it done. Right. Um, but I can take uh, information, uh, you know, broadly what all these firms are doing, what associations are doing, what mm-hmm. government agencies are doing. And it's my job basically to keep abreast of uh, the trends and the new technologies, um, what researchers are up to in universities. Okay. Um, so from press releases, from websites, uh, conversations with people, conferences, uh, webcasts are a big part now. Yeah. Uh, n- news briefings and uh, engineering firms involved in presenting their projects. Uh, so really, it's uh, it's been a great tool and, and just really keeping abreast of things. Um, hopefully, doing the work that engineers don't have the time to do on a daily basis, and and sort of collecting and collating and presenting this information to them in a form that uh, they can more easily and, and quickly get through. Okay. So what, what has the feedback been uh, from, from the, the readership? I mean, I'm just curious to know what they think uh, about the material and about, you know, certainly some of the st- stories that have been featured in the, um, in the magazine. Uh, generally good feedback. Uh, people like to, in particular, see the projects that others are doing uh, just for ideas, for probably comparing their own work to what others are doing. Uh, it, we're not a highly technical peer-reviewed journal. Okay. Uh, you can get that from the associations. We're what I would like to call peer-contributed. Mm-hmm. So it's um, the, the engineers, the firms, uh, universities, others contributing uh, a look at what they're doing and providing kind of an overview, not really uh, deeply technical. Um, but it's something that gives people a place to go if they want more information. Uh, we hopefully provide the links uh, the people they can get in contact with to get uh, that information. Yeah. Okay. And now you mentioned um, briefly the webinars, and I know that uh, mm-hmm. that's, that you guys have done webinars in the past. Can you talk a little bit about that, and what was the rationale behind doing these these webinars and tying them in with Civil and Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine? Um, well, our webinars have mostly been sponsored, so it's okay. a way for uh, particularly software companies to get the information. Um, out about their capabilities, uh, new products, uh, probably a little bit of teaching and how to use the software uh, because they can do live demonstrations online. And it's just a quick way for uh, professionals in the industry to uh, get this education, uh, earn a little uh, professional development hour, mm-hmm. and, and over lunchtime, uh, you know, watch something at their desk. Um, it's an inexpensive way to do that. I uh, don't have to travel and, um, it, they've been very successful. Uh, we have audiences, you know, anywhere from 300 to, uh, 800 people that will attend one of these. And plus it's archived online. So people can then go back and if they can't make it the day of the webcast, they can at least go back and look at it. Yeah. Wow. That's a big audience. So, well, so, so, um, so it sounds like you guys are utilizing all the technology that's available to you to get the word out about the magazine and to spread um, the content uh, and the stories. I mean, there's great, I mean, I know that, you know, Mark's Weig writes, uh, writes a story in there that Chad Kleinens mm-hmm. is a regular contributor who works uh, here at Zweig Group and, and there are mm-hmm. many others 
Uh, Richard Massey being another one who is the the editor of the Zweig Letter, our uh, newsletter that's run continuously since '92. But I mean, everybody has kind of chipped in and helped out there, and and you you will take writers from the outside as well. If somebody wanted to write for the magazine, uh, how would they go about doing that? Uh, the easiest way is to shoot me an email. Okay. Give, uh, give me a paragraph summary of uh, what you'd like to write about. Okay. And um, I can review that and get back to them, um, you know, probably within the same day typically, but certainly within a week. Okay. Um, and just seeing you know, and where we might have opportunity spots for it, either online or in the magazine. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, yeah, it's a very simple process. Uh, our articles typically run oh, anywhere from 800 to 2,000 words. Okay. Plus images, and of course we love those great images that we can consider for the cover. Right. Uh, they're uh, typically contributed by engineering firms, and um, so yeah, we're always looking for uh, good content, and it's good exposure both for the engineers and uh, for the firms, mm-hmm. and and just to get out there the great projects, the great ideas that everyone has. Okay. Well, we'll be, be sure to share your uh, email address in the show notes so that people can uh, can connect with you and and definitely get that information. Um, so, so tell me this. Uh, I'm, I'm just curious. If you weren't uh, the uh, civil and structural editor, uh, what would you be doing? I would love to be involved in the geographic information systems uh, profession. Okay. Uh, yeah, a while back, I took a uh, certificate course through Penn State online to uh, learn a little more about GIS and yeah. maps have just always been something that have intrigued me, which is probably what drew me to geology. In fact, okay, um, but I would just find that uh, really interesting on a daily basis to be involved in that. Um, probably not going to happen at this point, but um, it's it's just a real area of interest. Okay, cool. Well, that's good. That's good to know. Um, well, listen, we're going to, as we wrap up this interview, and I, again, I appreciate you taking the time uh, out of your busy schedule to meet with us. This is the first time that we featured anybody from um, C plus S on our podcast and certainly won't mm-hmm. be the last, but uh, we're doing something new here on this wide letter interview series. And we want to go a little deeper for our sure. audience and learn who the real Bob Drake is. Huh. I have a couple simple questions that uh, we'll end our interview with, and hopefully we'll have some fun in the process. Okay. What was the last book that you read? Huh. I guess you would say I'm still in the process of reading it. Uh, one, you know, Kindle, you can get lots of books on a Kindle, and I got a uh, uh, downloaded a book. It's basically a collection of 60 uh, classic mystery stories from uh, Sherlock Holmes to oh, nice. Father Brown. Okay. So I've been I've actually been reading that for years. So I haven't finished it yet, but I'm <laughs> a good ways through all these books. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Yeah. No, I love I love mysteries. Um, mm-hmm. I, I saw the uh, the other day I saw a trailer that um, uh, Murder on the Orient Express. They did a remake of the movie and it's mm-hmm. coming out. It looks like it should be really fun. So yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So so where did you go on your last vacation? Huh. Well, the last few years have been a little crazy in that uh, we have moved halfway across the country twice uh, since 2014. Okay. And um, so I would say the last vacation of probably uh, my wife uh, accompanied me to London for the uh, Bentley Systems Year and Infrastructure Conference okay. in 2014. Okay. And we took uh, a couple days after that and uh, toured London and Southeast England and wow. uh, just had a great time there. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, because of the weather, I mean, because of the the news and the current events lately, London has mm-hmm. been London has been in the news. But it is a beautiful city to visit. There's so much to see and do, and and uh, I just recommend that when people go there, they visit in the spring or in the summertime because the the fall or <laughs> fall or winter aren't as fun. Um, for right. Sure. Yeah. yeah for we were sure. there in November. Here's yeah. November. So yeah. <laughs> so it is definitely that's an understatement. But um, well, if you could binge watch one TV series, old or new, what would it be? Well, for me, a binge watch would probably be about two episodes. That'd be you know, okay. all, all I could take. Right. But, right. Right. Um, I've enjoyed a PBS series called Foil's War. Okay. Uh, okay. About uh, during World War Two and afterwards, and a detective that is involved there uh, so that would probably be it okay all right well that's fair enough i mean everybody's mm-hmm. got their everybody's got their tv series that they watch so so i, I and, and again nowadays with the, the fact that we can watch whenever we want to and we're not beholden to having to be in front of the tv at a specific time it's a lot more convenient now so but uh well that's great well i bob i, I can't thank you enough for um for agreeing to meet with us and to to share a little bit, a little insight into what it takes to to get the magazine going each month. I know there is a huge team behind you that makes it happen. Actually, it's not a huge team. It's surprisingly <laughs> small and, and, right. and compact, but you get so much done. And uh, I'm always amazed with my teammates here in Fayetteville that, that work with you and, you know, when they kind of stop what they're doing. And as soon as I say deadline for, for C plus S, they're like deadline. And that's all I have mm-hmm. to understand. I know they've got some work to do. And so you've got a really great team behind you. And, and we certainly appreciate all that you're doing to continue to advance um, this idea that uh, that great design calls on uh, great ideas and, and certainly Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine has no shortage of great ideas and great design to discuss and talk about and, and share. And so um, encourage you just to keep it up. And, and um, thank you so much again. Um, we really appreciate it. Thank you, Randy. So, folks, I want to encourage you today to get a free subscription to Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine. With all this talk about this magazine, you need to see what it's all about. If you haven't read it, you've got to get a copy of it. And I'm going to make it so, and I'm going to give it to you for free. And to sweeten the pot, we are throwing in a couple of issues of the Zweig Letter, too. So, I mean, that's just it. Civil Plus Structural Engineer Magazine, a year's electronic subscription to the magazine, plus um, several issues of the Zweig letter for you to check out at your own convenience electronically. Just visit freetzl.zweiggroup.com and leave us your email address. We will take care of the rest. Everything will be delivered to you electronically. As a reminder, all Zweig Group Media programs like this one are available in both podcast and video format free for download on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube, just to name a few places. A link to all this information, including contact information for our guests, will be in our show notes. And we'd love it if you'd go to iTunes or wherever you tune into this show and give us a rating and share this link with a friend. We, we love five-star reviews here at the Zweig Letter Podcast. Listen, I'm Randy Wilburn, and you've been listening to Zweig Group Media, part of Zweig Group. Remember... We exist to make you more successful. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to this Zweig Letter Podcast. We hope that you can apply the Zweig team's no-holds-barred advice to your daily professional life. 
For a free six-week subscription to the Zweig Letter, please visit freetzl.zweiggroup.com to gain more wisdom and inspiration, in addition to information about leadership, finance, HR, and marketing your firm. Subscribe today. Subscribe today.